I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Everybody's laughing, everybody's thrilled, everybody's having fun all around this world. We'll be friends forever, together feel so right, so much catching up to do, no one's gonna sleep tonight. Hello everyone and welcome to Out of the Drying Pan Christmas Special. This week we have Deli Bird's Dilemma, Snorlax Snowman, and Trouble in Big Town. As always, just a quick reminder, this is an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Hello, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Holidays. Happy Festivus, don't forget that. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> and uh, our other co-host, Alex, is here. How you doing, Alex? Jingle all the way. I am mm-hmm. doing so good. It's been a minute. It has. Holidays are hectic for us. We see people. We have to go shopping. Um, your typical Christmas or holiday stuff going on. So I like how you said we have to go shopping. We have to shop. It's just <laughs> a necessity. <laughs> it is at this point. I keep on ordering things online and I keep on getting delivered to my old apartment. I'm having oh, to no. be like, God damn it. And I have to drive over there. <laughs> are you not? Are you not checking your like addresses of the places you're ordering from? No, I'm not doing that because okay. that would be smart and oh. I'm not smart. So you're lucky that the people who live at your new place or your old place rather aren't taking your shit. Like there are no people living there yet. Yet. Oh. It's probably too expensive to be honest. Honestly. Are you getting the stuff you ordered though? Like is it right? Yeah. Okay. We're having an issue where everything we ordered, it's not even close to what we even ordered. Do you get to keep it then? Is it like a mistake on their part where they're like, oh no, you sent me the wrong thing. Guess I have to keep it. Or do you have to do the right thing and return it? Like, Yeah, give us an example. My wife ordered pants the other day from like Old Navy. And we got the shipment and we were like, oh, new pants. This is great. We opened up and it was a dress. Not even, not even close. <laughs> not even close to the color, design, or anything. So now we're like, uh... We got to go to the store to return it, or we could try to ship it back, but last time we did that, that didn't work, so it's just a mess. So we've kind of vowed where we're just going to the store. We're trying to uh, not do delivery anymore. We have not had any luck with the mail service or anything. Like, our postal office around here shut down the other day. Like, people were in there trying to deliver packages. Oh, my gosh. The person couldn't handle it, so they just left. Oh, I wish <laughs> just, I could just, just like, out. leave my job when I was feeling frustrated. <laughs> Be like, I'm out. Bye. That's the worst thing I've noticed recently with some of these companies. Like, you try... And that's the other thing, too. They kind of shoehorn you into buying something online. Like, half the time, they don't have it in stock. Or they say it's online only. Or you get a better price if purchased online, looking at you, Target. But then, it's not the right thing. Especially clothes. You can't just return it for free. They charge you a return shipping fee. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm not Uh paying you to take it back. Oh, yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, And I'm like, it's so touch and go, though, because it's like, oh, you order a pair of pants and you're thinking, oh, I'm a size whatever. But every pants is like different. Every, you know, material fits differently. It's cut differently, whatever. But yeah, you go to take it back. And either like Jacob said, you have to take the time to go back to the store, in which case, why even bother with the delivery part of it? Or they say, oh, it's a, you know, $15 return fee or some shit. Like, 
everything's going to come full circle. Like store shopping is going to become big again, probably like five years from now, because it's like streaming, how everybody has their own streaming service and they all kind of suck because you can't get the title you want. So you have to buy them all. So cable's making a big comeback. Really? Yeah, because that's what they're talking about cables because I got Netflix and I wanted to watch a show, but now it's on Paramount Plus. So then I got to go buy Paramount Plus and it's only on there for a month. They ship it around and it's annoying and... That's what really pisses me off is when they take stuff off. <gasps> Just yesterday, I tried to watch something on Disney+. Plus. Turns out they took it off already. Yeah. And it was a Disney Plus original. You know what the worst part is? And I've seen this happening more and more. And this is, I'm specifically citing Sony, but I'm sure other people do it. It's only available as like a digital purchase. So like if you have a subscription to something like a game or you buy a license, because that's what you're purchasing, right? You're purchasing the license to play it if it's a digital game. They'll take it away and they won't refund your money. They're like, yeah, our licensing agreement. I think it recently with Sony, it was like with Discovery Channel shows. So like, oh yeah, our licensing contract with Discovery ran out. So all the stuff you've bought is gone from your catalog, but also we're not giving your money back. Yeah. You pay, You paid for nothing. Like that's really horrible. Have you guys seen Leave the World Behind on Netflix yet? I have not even heard of that. Okay. Give it a watch. Who's in it? Uh, Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke. Maharshala Ali. What's the premise of it? Uh, it, that would spoil it. Oh, okay. All right, we'll check it out then. I always love recommendations. If you guys have them, I'm always open to that. It was brought to you by the Obamas. Oh, okay. Really? Oh, they like help pay for it? They like funded they it, ride it, I think. Yeah. I'm like, God, like, if he wrote that, there's nothing this man can't do. President? Senator? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a triple threat in the other way, you know? <laughs> He's a master of policy and production. He's turned to the arts now. Yes. He's a- <laughs> I think they have like a Netflix deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I saw something. It was, um, I think Michelle had her own show. Oh. Isn't that what politicians do? It's like after they leave office, it's all book tours, interviews. And oh, yeah. Shows That's what I talked stuff. about last time was like, get me in the House of Reps for two years. I'm retiring. Uh, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, you did talk about that. Yeah, I, and then I'm going on a tour. I'm talking at colleges for 70 grand. I'm doing all that. I'll get expelled. I'll do something crazy to get expelled. I'll punch another person in the face and they'll be like, oh, we got to get rid of them. And they said the punch that shook America would be like my book title. Oh, my God. You've there got this go. all planned out. <laughs> I do. I, I live a lot. in <laughs> Jacob's dream life. Okay. <laughs> I missed Barack Obama speaking one time. It was post-presidency, of course, and I was going to go see him speak at a conference, but I had to be in the office that day, so I couldn't go to the conference until the next day, and oh. I'm still mad about it. How much did the conference cost? Was it free? Was it speaking for free? I mean, free. I didn't spend any money. Oh, that's cool. I was working the conference. Oh, oh, that is really cool. So the conference probably paid yeah. him, but you got to go for free. That's cool. Yeah, of course the conference paid him. I've met two presidents. I got an autograph by one, and I've met... How many? I met like three governors. One of them was just in a hallway. I was like, welcome by. And they was like, that was the governor. You know, it was pretty wild. You have some crazy luck when it comes to being in the right place at the right time. Oh, yeah. I've met a ton of famous people. It's weird. Mainly football players. Oh, so famous. That's a relative term then. Yeah. Yeah. People I people who are known to a niche audience of people. Like, I don't think anybody here. If you're a sports fan, write us in and let us know and I'll tell the stories. But I don't want to bore people with saying names that no one's. No one knows. This is a Pokemon podcast, so I'm not so sure what the overlap is with that. But, you know, maybe, I don't know, you could like both. Yeah, let us know. And if any of our listeners met a famous person, like, right in. That's pretty cool. So we kind of met a famous person kind of, you know, by proxy when we got that shout out by Veronica Taylor on her podcast, which 
I'm still tickled by that, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. It wasn't really a shout out, but she did say our name. Well, she said our names and that was enough for me, okay? Okay. If your name leaves her mouth, you're famous. That's just the rule. I've met her too. In person, yeah, Jacob has so. <laughs> actually met her, so. <laughs> uh, Austin, what'd you do this week? Oh, God. It's been the, the calmest week for me. I've done, like, nothing whatsoever. Everyone else is doing stuff, and I'm just, like, twiddling my thumbs, doing nothing. We saw a movie. Oh, you saw a movie. Oh, yeah, we did see a movie. I forgot about that. I love how he forgets. It was saw it, like, a week ago. I don't remember shit. You know what I hate, Alex? Yes, what? I hate that he only forgets the stuff he does with you. I know. Believe <laughs> that's me. That's because Alex is the only person I do stuff with and I forget everything. <laughs> How can that be? So that's ironic considering it's like, oh, you're the only person I have contact with, but I forget everything we do together. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. So we saw a movie. Austin, talk about that because I can... Alex, okay, Alex was very spontaneous. <gasps> yes. I mentioned I wanted to see the Godzilla, the new one, the minus one movie. Because it got, like, great reviews and stuff. Oh, my God. It was And so Alex good. was like, oh, let's go to the mall after work and go see the Godzilla movie. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we saw it. It was fun. It was good? Oh, my God. It was so good. It was the best Godzilla movie ever made. Oh, really? Holy cow. Yeah. Who's in it? Is anybody famous in it? Maybe in Japan. I don't know. Oh. It's subtitled, so we don't know these people. Oh, really? Oh, so it's actually... That's cool. I'm glad they... They didn't try to, like, Americanize it. I mean, they, there's many American Godzillas out there, but not this one. I've never, never been a big fan. I know about it. You know about Godzilla? That's what I know. You know about? I know. <laughs> Godzilla. I've he's heard of Godzilla. He's kind of obscure, you know. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, he's not really a big phenomenon or anything, but I've seen... I know the villains. I think I saw the anime one that came to Netflix, and that was the last one I saw. Like the Like the CGI one? No, I think it was the pure anime one. Pure anime. I, I don't think I've watched that. It wasn't any good. I didn't finish it. I think I saw one, part one. I think it was like a three-parter, and I saw part one. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. That was CGI. Oh, CGI, yeah. That's the one I saw. It was Those were garbage. Garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gave up on Godzilla because I, every time I watched one, it was very hyped, and then I just got let down. So I was like, I'm that, that ship has sailed. This one was good. Okay. It was really good. I recommend it. I hope. I think the theatrical run is over, but... They may extend it. I don't know. Or bring it back. I'm not sure. Oh, are you and Leslie going to see The Boy and the Heron? We're going to try. We're looking into it. We're trying to find it. We got like a vacation coming up, so we may go over that time. Um, I haven't read any reviews or anything about it, though. We should go together. That could be a possibility. I would like that. Jacob's like, that's a no. (laughs) Well, we have plans to see it in that special place near us. So if you guys want to come to that, you're more than welcome to. I went there recently to watch the Digimon movie. (laughs) Really? Okay, well, there you go. (laughs) Jacob acts like we're not willing to drive 30 minutes. It's cool if you guys want to just do a solo date. We'll respect it. No, no. That sounds good to me. Like I said, we're planning on seeing it. So I don't know if you guys would be wanting to drive over here because there's no compromise on where we're going to see it. Well, Jacob, now I'm really close to you guys. Oh, you are, oh, that's right. You are closer. I'm pretty close now. For me, it's I'm the I'm the far one now. So yeah, Austin start <laughs> hanging out with us. Bye, Alex. I know. <laughs> Alex, you're like a million miles away from everything. So I'm really in an inconvenient spot of town. So you're not even in town. No, I'm not in town. I'm out of town. So I'm gonna have to make moves and change that. But it, we're we're see we're we're gonna see. Uh, Alex, what'd you do this week? So my big news that I alluded to earlier off pod, I know this is the most exciting thing that happens in my life, but it is what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. Oh, can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. Yeah. You got the, um, 
what's that new Bethesda game that you travel in a spaceship? Starfield. You got no, Starfield. I did not get Starfield, but close. Just tell me. <laughs> Austin, what was your guess? Were you going to? Well, you already know. An Xbox. That's right. So oh. I finally did it. I know I've said this a while ago on the podcast, you know, kind of going back and forth, but I finally pulled the trigger over Black Friday and I bought a new console. So I bought an Xbox Series X. So I've officially come into the new gen or current gen, I guess. Even though I had a moment of like crisis the other day when I was like, oh my God, the PlayStation 4 is 10 years old. Can't believe it. I can't either. I know. It doesn't feel that way at all. And it it still works great. So anyway, I kind of, I bit the bullet because I got a good deal. I had a uh, gift card and I was like, all right, this is as cheap as I'm going to get it. I don't know. It's weird. I've been a Sony person for so long and now I'm back to Xbox and that's kind of a weird feeling, but. Good. Uh, Black Friday. Was it, so how much like was it off for Black Friday? It was, let's see, originally I think it's like 500 So it was $50 off plus like a free $75 like in the store credit. So you could almost buy one game with that $75. That's pretty cool, right? I bought three games because they were all discounted. So I got three games for $75. You could play GTA, GTA 6 now, too. Oh so. my god, are you going to talk about the trailer? Because that dropped. Yeah, we got to. <laughs> okay, so everyone knows that. GTA 6 trailer dropped. If that's what it really looks like, we've hit a next level of uh, gaming. Because I almost thought it was real. It looked so good. So good. Have you seen the thing where someone put the, the Florida people from the yes. GTA 6 yes. trailer next to like the viral internet people from Florida? Did you hear that the Florida Joker wants $2 million from Rockstar from using, for using his likeness in the trailer? He's suing him. Yeah, he's already dropped the lawsuit. So he's, he's saying, not going to win. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan already tried and failed. So, Well, you know why that they chose Florida, right? Because it's entertaining. No, so they couldn't get sued because Florida has open records. That's the reason why oh, like, every. Yeah. That's the reason why they think Florida's the craziest state is because there's no like law against disclosing information in Florida when it comes to that stuff. So there's no like you can drop names of people. There's just no secrecies. That's why like everybody. That's why they chose Florida probably to avoid that because that guy can't sue. <laughs> He's in Florida. That makes me mad actually because I don't know. Yeah. Well, it makes your state look bad, too. That aside, I don't know. The game looks awesome. Let's all make sure we stay alive until 2025 when it comes out. So so it, what happened? it got leaked, right? That's where they dropped it? Like somebody it, um, leaked all the information. So they were like, well, I guess we got to make a trailer real quick. And I know there was, I don't know 100%. I know last year there was a hack where some of the important details like map location and some other things were leaked. Um, the guy went to jail, I think. Um, God. Then the trailer, the one they just dropped, it got leaked early. So they just went ahead and like released it because they're like, we want you to watch it through official sources. So here's the trailer. You know what I mean? We want that ad revenue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got plenty of revenue. That's the reason why they didn't make. I think they were going to make six originally like this year, but they're still making over $100 million a month from GTA 5 online. So they're like, we're not going to bother making a new game. We could just keep milking this, milking this cow. Well, this one, this trailer was like one of the most watched trailers in like history. I highly doubt they're going to have trouble recouping any sort of loss when they sell this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about right. you, Jacob? What'd you do this week? Oh, it's been weeks. Uh, I haven't done like crazy, man. I went to a family reunion. Um, I did go in store Black Friday shopping. Holy crap. Did you have to elbow people? Let me tell you what happened here. 
things have changed. This was the nicest Black Friday shop experience I've ever had. It was amazing. Black Friday doesn't exist anymore like it used to, which is for the best. Everybody was walking casually through. Somebody picked up, I think it was a Roomba or something. It was like the last one. It was a it was a tremendous, like 200 bucks for like a two-in-one multi-floor level Roomba. I was wanting to get it, but... I'm so sorry. What What is a multi-floor level Roomba? It can climb the stairs like a slinky. What in the fuck? What the... <laughs> I'm guessing. I don't know. No, it's since, like, you can say, hit on the app, go to the second floor, and it actually can, like, propel itself up to your second floor. No like, way. Like, little jets. No, no, It cannot, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. It just means that it can map multiple floors. Like, you can put, okay, like, it maps okay. the bottom floor, and when you go to the second floor... You tell it, you're on the second floor now. Yeah, and that way it doesn't fall off the stairs. So you have to physically take it upstairs. Yeah, but it's better than taking a vacuum up there. That's true. It still beats it. Could you imagine if it did have a little, like, jetpack and it, like, flew upstairs? <laughs> That'd be the cutest thing ever. It'd be like that little thing from Flubber. Yeah. It would, like, take your head off or oh something. <laughs> what if you, like, gra- what if you grabbed it? And you're like, I don't want to take the stairs. I want to use the Roomba. <laughs> and you just use it to fly you to the second stairs. That you know what? My Roomba, my Roomba bumps into every single fucking thing it can. It knocks shit over. It like gets stuck on things. I don't want it flying. I don't want it to go in three dimensions. <laughs> my favorite one is when um that guy, he reprogrammed his Roomba to every time it hits a wall, it screams bloody murder. And he had a whole bunch of friends over. And he's oh like, my God. I need to clean. And it like hit a wall. And it's just like, ah, ah. It was pretty good. But uh, no, this was the nicest Black Friday ever. Like I said, that Roomba was the last one and somebody picked it up and somebody was like, oh man, I would uh, love to have that. And the person was like, oh, why don't you take it then? Wow. (laughs) They gave it to him. I was like, like, holy crap, we have reached a pinnacle here in society where we we are sharing good. It was good flow. Like like I said, nobody's rushing. Everybody was like, excuse me. And it was it was nice. I almost just sat there and watched the manners take place for about half an hour. I didn't even get anything. It's for the best. Black Friday was horrible. It, it, needed it to really go. was. And that's like the one net positive thing of like, I guess, having everything do this online shift where it's like stores would start making Black Friday sales and like extending it. Now it's like Cyber Week instead of like Cyber Monday and like Black Friday month. There's no urgency and like having to get some not that there ever was because honestly i read an article on like reuters or something after black friday and it was like there weren't really any deals like if you really examined closely the prices for some of the stuff that they were advertising it wasn't like that much of a discount if at all they only try to hype it up to make you seem like you're getting a deal but you're not i got a i got some good deals i got some actually really good stuff most of the stuff probably was like that what I'm thinking of, I got an air fryer that was like normally 200 bucks, but I got it for 50. I and mean, there were some good stuff, but it was mainly like house appliances, though. It wasn't anything very big, you know, like TVs were pretty much weren't discounted. But like I got a Tupperware case. It was normally like 30 bucks. It was like 10 for 30 pieces. It was like stuff like that, like more practical stuff than a hundred inch TV. Sounds like you had a nice time. I did. I did. Then I went to a family reunion. That was pretty fun. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. I haven't really done video game stuff. I didn't buy an Xbox. I'll get my PlayStation when I'm no longer in credit card debt. How about that? There you go. Yep. In 10 years, you'll finally get that PlayStation. All right. Oh, my God. (laughs) In 10 years, Austin. It might take that long at this point. We just bought a place, too. You're not getting anything for a while. (laughs) Fuck me. All right, I think this is our longest week talk we've ever had. I could yeah. be wrong. That's what happens when we are apart for like 
weeks at a time. Well, people aren't going to be doing anything over the holidays. Why wouldn't you want to just listen to our voice for four hours? That's true. Yeah, ignore your family. Ignore your time off from work. Just sit in the corner and listen to Out of the Drying Pan with the lights off. That's all you need. That's what you really need to do. (laughs) Just let the screen illuminate your face. There you go. Leave five stars. Alright, we can dive into it here. I propose for this week we just talk about the episodes because there's no dialogue. We could do an MVP and LVP, but there's nothing we really there. We have to do an MVP and LVP. There, there's, fine. There's some strong My OCD will be yeah. unhappy. Okay, fine. We'll do that. But, quote, there's no dialogue ever. So for the narrative. Oh, I got, I got kind of clever with the quotes. Okay, well, Austin's going to have quotes. <laughs> of course. I'll have quotes. Okay. So I'm going to do the randomizer, and there's three episodes, so there's three summarizers, I guess. I guess we can just do it that way. Yeah, that's fine. Austin, you're going to do uh, Daily Burns Dilemma. I got Snorlax, Snowman, and then um, Alex, you got Trouble in Big Town. The one not Christmas one? <laughs> okay. <laughs> why was that? That made me think, Austin, why was that here? Why did you suggest okay. that one? I knew y'all were going to ask that. One of these things is not like the other. Okay, okay, okay. So as we know, these were VHS releases in Japan every Christmas for three years, meaning this is the final Christmas Oh my god, that's okay. so ominous. The final Christmas. We never see Christmas celebrated ever again in this show. Oh my god. Oh, right. Really? Wait, really? <laughs> yes. Holy shit. <laughs> that's so sad. Oh my god, that's so sad. Okay. So I think they must have also had this Pichu Brothers thing ready to go. And they must have done it fast because the, the Ante movie had just come out this same year. So either they planned from the start for the Pichu Brothers to be like a little spinoff thing or that was well received, so they made a spinoff thing. But either way, they had it so it also was released in conjunction with the Christmas special that year. So that's why it's included as part of Pikachu's winter vacation, even though there's no Pikachu or winter or vacation happening. That's odd, but yeah. okay. <laughs> I remember I was like, I wonder what trouble in Big Town, like what Santa's gonna, you know... I don't know what was going on with this one. This is like a crazier, like is a North Pole called Big Town or something there? But I don't know. Whatever. I just kind of put it in here because we had nowhere else to put it. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. All right. So, Deli Birds uh, Dilemma. Go for it, Austin. Start us off. We'll uh, help you along the way. Oh, we're not going to do a 30-second summary? We can, but I mean, that would summarize <laughs> That would summarize the whole episode. Yeah, I, right? feel, I feel like... Do you want to just... Yeah, skip that. Give me 10 seconds to do it. Three, two, one, okay, go. Okay, 10 seconds. 10-second summary, go. Uh, okay, Delibird is lost his presence, and the Pokemon got to help him get the Time. presents, and then... All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh All right, so moving on to the next one. All right, let's start off. Santa Claus is the narrator, and apparently Santa Claus is a big worrywart, because he's like, every year... Something goes horribly wrong on Christmas Eve. This Santa is jaded as fuck. 
Yeah, this is like Christmas just got done, and this is his last delivery, Santa. Like, he's just done with this. He's done with everything. Okay, he's drunk. He has nice. drunk on the eggnog. Did you all notice his line delivery? Yeah, he was, like, sloshing all around. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's like, this is a bad Christmas. What are we going to do? Everything sucks. <laughs> Deadly Bird, you drive. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's a cynical drunk, too. He's like, every year, something bad happens. <laughs> that was a twist that got me. I didn't realize it was Santa at first, too, so maybe I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the only time Santa can drink in this universe. Mrs. Claus keeps him keeps him a sharp eye on him. It's Christmas Eve. This is the one day of the year he should be sober. He's flying the entire world. No, this is the Santa Claus that we know who like contracts oh. out to to Jinx who who has like a obsession with his boot and like whatever the fuck else went on in that other episode. <laughs> Well, last year, Santa Claus drunk drove into a satellite and all his Stantler were on fire. Oh, that's right. And now he right. only has one <laughs> remaining Stantler. The Stantler were in, like, a heaping pile of, like, flames. And one was, like, drunk on fumes and needed berries to live. He still only has the one remaining Stantler. Oh, yeah, that's right. We see it at the end. It's <laughs> the only do. one. The others all died. <laughs> Y'all, I'm gonna miss the Christmas specials. They are so fun. They are. We have to make up our own or something. I don't know. These are the highlight of my Christmas. Anyway. Oh my god. Good. (laughs) Okay, so Santa Claus is using his infinite omnipotence to spy on the twerps Pokemon, because why wouldn't he? And the twerps Pokemon, which consists of, I wrote it down, Pikachu, Chikorita, Totodile, Cyndaquil, Bulbasaur, Togepi, Psyduck, Geodude, and Noctowl. No Onyx, I'm sorry. I know, sad. Meowth makes an appearance, right? Yes, he and Boba Fett make a cameo. Okay, I didn't get that part. That made no sense to me. That was bizarre. Anyway, they are doing some, like, snowball bowling. Can I just go ahead and use my quote now? Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. All right, so Drunk Santa goes, Hey, maybe that snowball's gonna knock over that Boba (laughs) Sawaba. Yeah, I bet that's it. So bad. <laughs> Is that the bad thing that's supposed to happen? It sounds like Santa doesn't like no bad things happen. It's like he likes when bad things happen. Like he's trying to manifest something bad happening to the Pokemon here. It's weird. Yep. And the bad thing happens when his Delibird, who's flying overhead with five presents in his little bag, gets hit by Totodile, blasting the snowball into the sky. So Delibird falls out of the sky and the presents go in all directions. And Noctowl valiantly tries to save um, Delibird, but it fails to do so. Then Chikorita and Bulbasaur come to the rescue. Oh, and somewhere in this Meowth and Wobbuffet come in, because I think they, like, knock Delibird into Meowth and Wobbuffet. It's a Skarmory. There's a Skarmory there, too. Yeah. Somehow, Meowth and Wobbuffet are, like, living in, like, a brownstone, and they're, like, taking (laughs) up... Is that what we call it? They're taking out a fire escape, and they're like, there's a Skarmory here that really hates us. I hope we don't see it again. And then Delibird comes in, and they all get into, like, one of those giant cartoony dust clouds where limbs come out and such. Right. Yeah. Like, ow! You see, like, the words written out. Yeah. Then we never see Meowth or Wobbuffet or this random Skarmory again, so that was completely worthless. That's how it loses all of its presence, right? Like, they it crashes into the Skarmory. The Skarmory attacks... Delibird's in a coma, 
and then realizes when it comes to that it's lost all the presents in its tail bag because that's how it carries shit around. So its bag is its tail. Yes. Let's talk about Delibird. Oh my god. I didn't realize that. That is, ugh. Because it gets bigger and smaller with whatever is going to be put in it. Delibird's tail thing is like a flap of like a giant flap of like skin that's like coming off of its butt and it like opens and it puts the presents in the skin bag and like carries it around. Why did I not know this my entire life? I didn't know it either. I can't believe you didn't know this. Put that in your noggin and ruminate for a while that Delibird's disgustingly grotesque skin tail flap is how it carries stuff around. I'm looking at pictures of it now, and it's really disturbing, actually. Uh, I don't even want to, uh, I don't know. It's like a storage unit. It's like a big gaping asshole. It, yeah, because yeah, it gets bigger or smaller, whatever you need to put in it. Like, yeah. it, it can spread its sphincter. Ew. God, I've seen some spreaded sphincters in my time, and oh Delibirds is really the worst. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, we gotta get the, the presents to put back in Delibird's sphincter. <laughs> Jacob has sent a gif of Delibird opening its sphincter to manifest presents. That Ew. is really horrible. <laughs> that is awful. And Totodile's just taking it with glee, the present. That, that is it's... horrendous. I hate it. Is that a gift from this episode? It is from yes. this episode. I, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. This is the first thing that popped up when I searched Discord Deli Bird. So. Oh, I hate it. Oh my god, it gets bigger than the Della Bird. Ew. Okay, now I'm disturbed and I hate Della Bird more than anything in the world. Santa's your drunk You're intervene. You're welcome. <laughs> Why are all Santa's Pokemon so horrible? Because Santa is a eldritch horror. So the Pokemon decide they have to help this Deli Bird to find all the presents or whatever. Meanwhile, Ash, Misty, and Brock have ceased to exist, I guess. But we split into two groups and we find the presents. Noctowl uses his x-ray vision to find the presents in a tree twice. I don't. I didn't really take notes on this part. Does anyone have anything to say about finding presents? They kind of just wander around. They, they, the president, presidents, the presents went really far for how hard Daily Bird was hit. Like they're all over the place. Really, mm. the Noctowl thing kind of ruins it all because that could have been used the whole time and it would have lasted like a minute, maybe, to find the presents. At one point, a naughty apom tries to steal. What looked to me to be like bottled wine in a gift wrap. It was a suspiciously cylindrical shaped bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably Santa's own present. That was, <laughs> yeah. To Santa from Santa. Yeah. <laughs> a little jolly for the road. Uh, okay, the mischievous Apom tries to steal the present and twerp Pokemon are like, no, you can't do that because we have to give this wine to the children for <laughs> communion or something. I don't know. To make them forget about their troubles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But eventually, Noctowl retrieves the final present from the tree. Somehow, he throws it, like, 70 feet in the opposite direction. And then Chikorita and Bulbasaur try to save it, but they knock it even further. And it's going to fall off a cliff, but the Apom is there to save it. Hooray. Can I can I point something out here that bothered me? Yes, yes please. There's a lot. Okay, yeah, aside from the obvious, but there was one part. Okay, so back, rewinding a little bit, so... The first time we encounter the Apom on the power line, and then Apom's like, get wrecked, fools. I'm not giving you your shit back. But then Totodile has another snowball somehow and, like, lobs it at the Apom and gets the present back. But they're still in town, right? And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, the narrator, who's Santa, who's drunk, clearly, because he doesn't even know what time of day it is, he's like, it's ten minutes to midnight, but the sun hasn't even set. 
It's not even set yet. Are they at the North Pole? Okay. okay. I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to... I can obliterate that theory. Okay. In Iceland, the sun never set. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what, yeah. yeah, maybe. But it. But then Smash Cut, like, the narrator's like, oh, fuck, it's 10 minutes to midnight and we don't have time to find the rest of the presents. Because Delibird realizes it's missing, like, one present. And that's where Austin was talking about with the apom and the cliff and everything else. But they smash cut to that part where it's dark. So I'm like, wait, does time even exist? Like, what the fuck is happening here? Santa's manipulating time. Remember, we've already... That's one of his powers. Yeah. Because remember, it was like something in the first special we did. It was uh, like a hundred day from trip from the mainland to Santa's Island. And they oh, got yeah, there in three hours. Oh, yeah, we calculated it out. <laughs> <laughs> we actually like did, did the math. And it was like, this should have been... Three months worth of time, and it was literally three hours. <laughs> I'm going to miss Christmas in the Pokemon world so much. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> what are we going to do with ourselves? <laughs> it's like they just have a free-for-all with it, and whatever we can do to try to make it make sense, that's what we're going to use. And I, I love that. That's what that's what everything should be. I'm still concerned that this Delibird only had five presents, because then they go and find Santa, who's sitting there in a field waiting. He's watching he was fucking around the whole time. He was just sitting there watching this. Drinking. Drinking. Uh, his eggnog. Yeah. It's like, okay, Delibird, now we can go deliver the presents. So they go to deliver the five presents that exist for the children of the world and all the Pokemon cheer. The end. Yep. Uh, we could have Delibird as the DD, designated deliverer, right? Hey. Hey. <laughs> I have a question for the group. Mm-hmm. Why did Delibird even have the presents in the first place if Santa was right there? Subcontract. He's got to shove shit in his ass. Oh, okay. Well, okay. And also, like, Delibird has five presents at this moment. There could have been, like, 400 in there. Yeah, but where was Delibird coming from? Like, if he was meeting up with Santa in the first place, like, why why did he even have the presents separate from Santa? Like, I don't understand that part. Well, he subcontracts it out, so Santa can't get everywhere when he's drunk, so he's, like, uses the Pokemon to deliver Yeah, him. but but Delibird ends up with Santa at the end with the presents, so it's not like he's contracting Delibird, like, go Delibird and do this while I do this over here. Like, they end up together. But they gotta meet up in one spot, you know? Delibird can't get into North Pole without Santa's magic. Santa had to go to the bar. Okay. So he's like, okay, Delibird, you carry this sector. But he still meets yeah. up with them at the end with the present. So I, I, whatever. I, I don't I don't understand. But I guess it, I'm thinking too hard. I think you might be. <laughs> <laughs> you can't justify these episodes. Santa's magic no. knows no bounds. All the Jinx have already delivered all the other presents. These yeah, are the they, last five presents in the world. <laughs> the Jinx have been known for four hours. So <laughs> <laughs> they've been just chilling. That was a good job, Austin. So much. Who's ready for the MVP LVP? Whoa. <laughs> All right. Yay. Oh, I got to shout out one more thing. Did y'all notice the branded Coca-Cola soda can? No, I didn't. It had like the white stripe in everything. Oh, really? Missed it. Oh, I missed it. There's nothing more Christmas than Coca-Cola. That is very true. They actually brought back the the classic this year. Like uh, I saw in stores that they had every single can from over the years being sold. Does it have cocaine in it? I hope. I felt good after drinking it. Maybe that's what Santa's major malfunction is. He's drinking true original <laughs> Coca-Cola with <laughs> cocaine. This here is my special formula. I mean, he works for Coca-Cola. He better get free that's cocaine true. for them. True. He's the face. That and Hershey Kisses. Remember that commercial, The Bells? The do 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 mm-hmm. 
Oh my god. The red and yellow M&M finding Santa and they faint. Oh yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. That was a good one. Oh my god, I saw, I heard that ad on the radio the other day, but it was literally just like the audio cut from the television commercial. So I'm like, this doesn't translate over well to the audio airwaves, but okay. Yeah, but you could see every moment I could of that commercial see, in your I could brain. see it in my head. That's true. I don't know. I never met the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he does exist. They do exist. Uh, that part confused Santa. me. Like, is there a myth about talking M&Ms? Is that a very wide-known myth of the North Pole? I mean, they've been around for decades, yeah. Okay. Who owns M&Ms? Is it Mars? Candy? Mars. Mars. Yeah. God, they've really done a good job ingraining that into our brains, haven't they? Mm-hmm. They had the best commercials for candy. Yeah, the talking M and M's. You had when you go to the movies. Remember the uh, like he's trying to save one for a bomb or something like that, and like oh yeah, he jumps. He jumps for the helicopter, and the explosion happens, and he like shields his eyes <laughs> and kills the M M&M. and M. That's great. I mean, peanut M and M's are like amazing. So yeah. disgusting. Oh my God, Austin! What peanut M and M's are like the best. I like M and M's. I like peanuts. I don't like peanut M and M's. Do you like? Do you like peanut butter M and M's? Yes. Okay. I did not like M&M's Crisp. Oh, I love those. The orange I hate one? those. No, it's the ones that, they're like Whoppers, but mini. They're like mini Whoppers almost. Oh, they're good. No. Oh, they're dead now, I, I think. Those. That's because no one liked them. I haven't seen those in forever. I don't like the brownie M&M's. That was a fail for me. No, 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 no. Yeah. No to that. That's too much chocolate. That has the green M&M on the brownie, yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like that one. Or MVP and LVP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Um, my MVP is the red M&M. I was about to say, too. You stole my thing. Uh, Austin, Alex, and then me. Aw. Okay. My LVP will be Santa Claus. Of course. Because, of course. Because he's no drunk. No explanation needed. Yeah. No dr- drunk driving's not cool, Santa Claus. Even when you're flying like a Roomba over the sky. <laughs> my MVP will be Noctowl for his x-ray vision. That was kind of cool. And my quote, I already gave it. It was Santa Claus slurring over the word Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, My LVP is going to be Delibird for its weird tumor thing that it has growing out of its butt that it keeps presence in. This control tumor. I am watching that gif over and over and over again, and I, I hate it. I know. It gets worse every single time you watch it. I never liked Deli Bird, but this really cemented the disgust. So <laughs> it does, it's so flappy. Sorry to the Deli Bird fans out there, all one of you, I'm sure. See, okay, Austin is- put a new gif in there oh, without the tail. Stop, Cyndaquil tickling it. Does that mean it can like reverb its tail back into its body? Like that sack can go. You know the stress balls that you press and like a part warts out of it? Yeah, it gets sucked back into the orifice. Why are all these Delibird gifts from this episode? Because it's like the only... Every single one. It's the <laughs> only time Delibird was ever like featured. Okay, Alex, you're clearly forgetting that Delibird became a Team Rocket Pokemon later on. I don't like it. I'm so sorry. I never will. It's not a favorite. My MVP is, I guess, Totodile for knocking... The deli bird out of the air with the mega mm-hmm. snowball. <laughs> My MVP is going to be that Stantler for still going strong, carrying the sleigh by itself. Well, hold on one second. I haven't done my quote yet. Oh, I don't have a quote. So do two. Do two if you got two. I just honestly, really, there's no quotes. Uh, Austin picked the um, drunk Bulbasaur quote, but I'm going to pick the opening intro thing he says. 
He says, "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the town, cheer and goodwill did truly abound. Nonsense, humbug, rubbish. Don't believe all that sentimental Christmas hooey. Something bad's gonna happen. I just know it. It always does the day before Christmas. Hey, crap. Santa said that? Santa said that. I hate this Santa. This Santa's like... Santa's a downer. Yeah. I kind of love the Santa in a way. Because <laughs> he's real. <laughs> I guess it's more real. Yeah, if you've been doing presents for 2,000 years, you'd probably get a little burnout. To be fair, Christmas is not always the happiest time of year for some folks, so we have to be mindful no. that, you know, maybe it's not all great for everyone, so... If you're going to say something's the happiest time of year, that's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So, you know what? Maybe he does deserve the MVP because he's real. He's just real. <laughs> yeah. Keeping it real, Santa. Yeah. Is that your final MVP or is it Toto Dial? Um, just take both. Neither one are going to be mine. Take both. You can have two. <laughs> Who cares? Take that's both. Gonna, that's going to mess up our ranking, though. At the I don't end. care. I don't give a shit. All right. I'm going to do a double MVP <laughs> just to throw it off. Stop trying to make this happy time, Alex. That's too much pressure. <laughs> Totodile for almost killing Delibird and Santa Claus for just being a real one. Okay. All right. You already got my MVP, um, Stantler, for carrying the sleigh strong still. I really appreciate that we had the continuity, though. Like, Yeah, that, yeah, that is the awesome. the one I- living Stantler. And I love how Santa's like, there's no ambition to replace the team. It's like, he figured he can just do it with one. So it's like, well, I'm going to hire all these other Stantlers. Just don't forget, he originally had two Rapidash, and they're long gone. They're long yeah. dead. So. Oh, yeah. We got to spread that Christmas spirit. I'm going to give my LVP to the kids who get presents delivered by Deli Bird. What, what is on <laughs> them coming from that back end? Uh. <laughs> like, you wake up Christmas morning, you're like, oh, I can't wait to have my presents. And you're like... What? That's why you drink the wine and drink to forget. Oh, that's right. Yeah, drink this fecal wine here. Ew. Fecal wine. Gross. Deli Bird special. That's how you ferment the grapes. You just stick it in Deli Bird. <laughs> we get pouch. fertilizer and a present. This is great. Ew. You want to move on to Frosty the Snorlax Snowman? Yes, we do. The snowman. The Snowman, as we call it. Snowlax. Okay, who's doing this one? That's uh, me. All right, get ready for your 10-second summary in three, two, one. All right, we make a Frosty the Snowman Snorlax that comes to life and causes a bunch of mischief. That's pretty much it. There we go. Right. Jacob, you're not allowed to shit on this episode Time. because... Oh, wow. Okay, I was talking, like, well into that. <laughs> That's all it took right there, people. Um, I'm going to say right now you cannot shit on this episode because this is very reminiscent of a of a animated television film that's so close to my heart. The Snowman. That's right, Austin. The Snowman? Yes. Can we talk about that real quick? Is it Frosty the Snowman or just no, the Snowman? No. It's just the Snowman. The Snowman. Okay. So for anybody who doesn't know, The Snowman is one of the most endearing little Christmas movies of all time, in my opinion. It's like 26 minutes. It's really super short. It was like straight to TV movie. Um, it's based on... A wordless picture book story from the 70s, I think. But they turned it into a movie in the 1982 British animated television film called The Snowman. It also doesn't have any words. It's just set over music. But it tells the story of a little boy that builds a snowman. It comes to life. It takes him on a magical adventure throughout the night. And then come morning time, like he meets the snowman tribe and like Santa Claus and or actually it's 
Father Christmas or whatever. But he returns him home in the morning where he just he wakes up and discovers that his snowman friend has melted and it's kind of heartbreaking. But I loved this movie as a kid. I fucking love this movie. Did you have it on tape? I did have it on VHS. And this totally, it had to be a call out to that movie, right? Yes, I mean, it was beat for beat the same be. thing. Yeah, it was written by Lewis Sacker. What? Wait, really? Was it like really? The, like the no. holes guy? <laughs> the holes? Yeah. No. Hold on. Hold, it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't. was not. It was absolutely not. But I'm going to tell you who did write it. Hold on. Okay, based on Raymond Briggs' 1978 picture book of the same name, The Snowman. Wasn't there one with Michael Keaton, too? What? Oh, yeah. Jack Frost. Jack Frost. That's right. Like, his son builds a snowman, and then his dad dies in a car wreck, and then the snowman becomes Michael Keaton. But at the end, he melts. Yeah, he has to, like, leave to go to hell or whatever. That's, like, really sad. I don't think it was hell. Oh, okay. I hope it wasn't. Let's, uh, let's dial in here. So, the previous one, we're at, like, this mansion, brick mansion, I don't know where they were. They were just, like, in the streets of town or something. They were at the Pokemon Center. It was, like, an all-ice Pokemon Center, it felt like. Wait, this one or this? this no, one. no, this one, they're at a Pokemon Center. This one's a cool Pokemon Center. I'm talking, like, this is the first time I think we're at a Pokemon Center, because the previous ones were at, like, a log cabin, and then we're actually getting, like, new areas in the special, which is kind of which is kind of cool. I think they've left Johto, and they're, like, in the icy plains of, like, the tundra. I have a theory that, like, Christmas in this universe just comes whenever Santa decides it's time. Mm. And so, like, everything just becomes, you get just popped in a magical place and it starts snowing and Santa's like, here we go. Can you imagine living your life and then Santa decides to get drunk and then you're just walking and next up you're in, like, a winter wonderland and there's decorations all over everything? (laughs) (laughs) This is, like, the third time this year. Come on, Santa. (laughs) I'm sick of this shit. In Mario, which world is always the snow world? That would be snow world. No, like world seven or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. World seven. It's sure. the first one in like the 64 game. Wh- what? Is it? Oh, cold, cold mountain. That's pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, it's really early. It's like the, one of the first three levels. I hate cold, cold mountain. Pisses me off. I liked it. You got to save the baby penguin. I threw that penguin off the side. Oh my God. <laughs> that explains a lot. So we're in world seven of the Pokemon world. Yep, and we're at a Pokemon Center. This is really cool. Like, Austin, it's an ice one. It's like a giant igloo-looking thing. It's really cool. Uh, but I guess we're having a contest because we're, like, all building We're building snowmen. And, of course, there's, like, this competition going on where Tatadol, Totodile, builds, like, the biggest one. Chikorita says, I got a, big, a bigger one for Ash. Make sure that Ash sees this snowman. <laughs> they get to building, and they start carving out these details, and they actually just sort of how manifest a Snorlax out of it like they... I guess that was on their mind, right? Like a big Pokemon, big snowman. I guess it makes sense. Sure. sure. Big old I just don't know snowman. why is it Snorlax. <laughs> it's <laughs> easy to make Snorlax. it. All you need is like two giant, no, a giant snowball with a smaller one for the head and then two smaller snowballs on top for the ears. Like that's all you need. You got to make the limbs too. Oh, and then like four more balls for the arms and legs. Yep. Snorlax have four balls. That's right. And anyway, we get done making it, and it looks, it looks pretty good for these Pokemon. They're very detail-oriented. Then we're walking along, go back to the Pokemon Center, and we find some pills uh, buried oh in the snow. God. We take them, and for some reason, that puts us asleep in the Pokemon Center. And halfway through this pill session, we look up at the window, and there's a... There's, that Snorlax has came to life. Right? So Pikachu <laughs> and friends are on Ambien. We've all been there, right? We've right. Um, <laughs> probably maybe 
felt a little tired, couldn't sleep, took some NyQuil, and then next thing you know, someone's banging at your window. Whoa. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they kind of take this in stride, don't they? Because I feel like if you saw, like, an ice monster abomination come to life outside your window, I wouldn't, my first instinct would not be to follow it. Like, I'd be, like, screaming. But remember, you're on Ambium, so you're going to follow whatever channels you to come towards it. Okay, true. Alex, it's Christmas magic. Where's the magic in your heart? Oh, yeah, you're the magical magic that you have to believe in for it yeah. to happen. Okay. You would not board the Polar Express, would you? I wouldn't, because I actually hate that movie. So It's pretty fucking scary. What are you talking about? That movie's magical. No, it's, it's not. It's Uncanny Valley and Bizarre. Are we talking about the story or the movie? Because the movie is Tom movie. Hanks is the a conductor. Movie. Like, I'm so sorry, but that is not 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 my favorite Tom Hanks moment. Well, he's every character in that. He's the boy, too. He's the little boy. Well, he's the homeless guy, the ticket person. He's uh, the hillbilly conductors. Is this he's movie everything. basically Santa? like, this movie is basically like somebody's nightmare that Tom Hanks is everywhere. <laughs> but he's different. <laughs> he's like, different Like, the voice people. is always the same. Yeah. Everywhere you look, Tom Hanks. Yeah, that one annoying kid didn't deserve a present. I guess they all got to get one. Speaking of presents, our Snorlax is out looking for something. Maybe it's a present. Maybe it's more pills. We'll find looking out in a second. Looking for the souls of the damned to <laughs> reap right. and drag back to hell with it. Well, you say that, but this is kind of the weird part. Because they go out in the snow to follow this come-to-life Snorlax. And the first place he carries them is near a cliff. Okay? Yeah, to their death. There you yeah, go. It's very, very weird. I don't know, this may be the Ambium talking or doing something here, but there's a tree with one apple on it, which is crazy. Why are there Ooh, apples here in the snow? That's a fucking metaphor right there. The apple of temptation on the edge of this tree, this lone tree <laughs> on the cliff, like ab- above the abyss. Like, why is it a singular apple? That's interesting. Why does the Snorlax keep telling me to eat it? Why do yeah. I realize I'm suddenly naked? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> And the Pokemon realize they're suddenly naked. And all their teeth fall out. Ah! I know, that's my one nightmare dream, is my teeth falling out. It is a nightmare. This is a nightmare of an episode. We eventually get the apple. I think Chikorita grabs it with its vine whip, or one of its vines, that it just comes out of its body. That's pretty useful. And Snorlax chumps down on the apple, but he bites so hard that like a piece of the cliff just falls. Which, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you bite Temptation, right? You fall... Mm-hmm. They descend into hell. There's a lot of hell imagery happening. <laughs> they are on the river sticks. Oh my god, they do. They do end up on the river sticks. <laughs> Man, leave it to us to make this. Was that Dante's Inferno? Are we in that now? And the the ninth circle of hell is an ice wasteland. That's so. where Christmas is. That's where they've yeah. been the whole time. They've been in the Dante's ninth circle of hell. That makes sense for Santa to be drunk in the previous episode. If he's just constantly sending people to hell in this universe, like that's what Santa does. Santa, Satan, I mean, all the letters are there. Ah! (laughs) Like Santa writes his names out, and then it just, like, it's fire, like Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, it's like the Tom Riddle, (laughs) Tom Tom Riddle, and it turns into Voldemort. It's Santa. No, it's not. (laughs) Satan. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Uh, God almighty. Yeah, it's on fire. It's not fire down there. It's uh, it's ice. Ice. I wouldn't imagine a dugong being um in hell though. That seems like that was the allegory. Weird. There was three seals, right? So that's Cerberus right there. The three horsemen right, of the apocalypse. All right, all right, you're stretching. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, reel it in, reel it in. We fall off a cliff. We see some dugong and some seals, and we fall on this like 
it's an ice piece of ice that becomes a boat, right? Is it? Have we carved it yet? Not yet. We're on an Not ice yet. flow. Okay. Floating We're on an ice into, float. Okay. Into oblivion. This is pretty cool, though. We're floating along on that ice thing, and then we see a the Aurora Borealis, which is cool. This was total Skyrim vibes. Yeah, that kind of gives a hint at the location of where this is taking place. Because where can you see that from? I mean, you can see it in, like, Northern Hemisphere. I don't know, like, the exact latitudes and longitudes, but Alaska or something, I don't know. But I guess, like, hell's not satisfied with us being on the eighth floor. We got to get to the ninth, because then this whirlpool comes about and it starts sucking us down even further. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The, The solution... Pikachu tries to shock the whirlpool. Yeah, this is weird. Like, it tries to shock it and then Totodile water guns it. Like, you're shooting water on water. (laughs) What are we doing? Maybe if he shoots it from, like, the opposite directional rotation, it'll cancel out the whirlpool. I don't know. I guess so. The only true solution to the problem, though, is for our Snorlax, I guess, ice beam, right? We use ice beam to free. This is actually a pretty cool part. We freeze the whirlpool. Then we get sort of caught in it, but we can see like all these different Pokemon around it. It looks like it's like an aquarium. Like picture they're in like an aquarium with an ice wall. I have a I have a question. Yeah. A science related question, which I don't have the answer to. But are you able to freeze salt water? Not salt water. Are you able to freeze water? Well, the water they're in the ocean has salt. So would the ice beam even work? Can you freeze salt water? Can That'd be you? The question. Can I Google that real quick? Can you? Yeah. Can a Snorlax snowman freeze a whirlpool? Maybe he's got, like, Christmas magic or something. Oh, that's true. We gotta believe in the magic. Okay, so apparently, here's a science fact. Fresh water freezes at 32 degrees Fahrenheit, but seawater freezes at about 28.4 degrees Fahrenheit. See, I'm seeing negative 0.19 degrees Celsius is when it freezes at. Isn't 32 zero degrees Celsius? Yeah. So that's probably right then. Yeah. I'm getting confused. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can tell I don't use that. Austin's right. It's magical Snorlax magic. Yeah. Okay. Christmas magic. I don't know. It just means his ice beam is coming at you like 24 degrees. Right. So we're in this like aquarium ice chamber, but we got to get out of it, right? So we take a chunk of ice from this ice wall and we make like a Viking boat out of it using razor leaf, which is crazy. You know these are Ash's Pokemon when they can manifest a boat from thin air. That's what I was thinking. Like, our boat, our boat, like, production has, like, shot up another experience level. Because we're not making, like, wooden rafts anymore. We're making, like, cruise liners with ice. Because it's pretty cool. (laughs) We take this ice boat, and I can't remember. Something happens to where it starts collapsing or it starts melting. Geodude starts jumping up and down on the ice boat, and it falls to pieces. Is that what happened? Yes. Okay. 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 That doesn't slow us down, though, does it? Because this is kind of cool. This is continuity, right? Didn't we take a Snorlax, or not a Snorlax, didn't we take a Lapras from, like, the island to, like, Santa's workshop in the first special, Christmas special? Yes, we did. Okay, well, Lapras comes back. I mean, this is, he's around, still around, because he comes and saves us from the sinking ice ship. Continuity is very strong in these Christmas specials going on here. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, we use the uh, Lapras to... Uh, kind of take off a little bit but then we come across this whole ice island filled with these snorlax that have come alive i don't know what that means i don't know if that means like that people were continuously making snowmen that look like snorlax and they all wind up here or just where they go after they melt is this like snorlax snowman heaven i don't know 
Snowlax. I tried Googling the snowman, like the animated film Alex was talking about, but instead all I found was the Michael Fassbender, the snowman. No. Oh, yeah. That's the killer one, isn't it? Serial killer? Probably the worst movie I've seen in a long time. I don't know about it, but I, I looked that up too, and I got a 7% of Rotten Tomatoes, so I think I'm yep, good. That's about right. So in the snowman, the 1982 animated film snowman, the snowman does bring the little boy to like the land of the snowman. So this has to be, this is a one for one of that. Okay, good. But they don't hang out and like dance around like in the snowman. Basically, they just drop off Snowlax and he's like, okay, peace out, fucking leave. Yeah. Bye. Uh, So in that animated film, they kind of like parade with them a little bit oh yeah they party with them they're like dancing and having a whole like ritual snowman ritual and like snowman ritual it's a party (laughs) man they're just having a good old time right yeah like i said we don't get any of that here because we see these uh snorlax snowmen and then we fall asleep on the lapras and then we wake up in the pokemon center the next day how do we get there i don't know and then we go outside and we see the snorlax that was created still sitting there fully assembled so this didn't happen thank god yeah it was the the pills we found made us made this happen so and with that the christmas curse is lifted and the christmas curse (laughs) and now christmas no longer exists (laughs) that's right we finally got out of the time loop okay yeah it's just like groundhog day when we finally break the curse and we can leave the christmas dimension like yeah they had to sleep with a snorlax snowman to break the curse oh god just like bill murray had to sleep with the lady to break that's a pickup line i wonder how many times that was a pickup line i know that movie came out like i'm stuck in a time loop god yeah that's it that's it for that episode that was like austin said like that's the last touch of christmas we get santa's not even there so that's kind of sad oh well well we have to it's you know it's in our hearts it's like do you believe was it really a dream or was it christmas magic it was it was a dream okay it was a dream it was a dream austin put put uh end to that it's a dream no room for interpretation at all. Nope. Alrighty now. What's who's going first, Jacob? Uh Austin, me, then you for the MVP LVP. Is it, there's no dialogue at all in this episode, right? I still have a quote. Somehow. My quote is Dugong, and it's when Dugong says Dugong? Dugong gong gong. Oh <laughs> my god. That's my Dugong quote. I love Dugong. That was magical. Uh I don't have an MVP LVP. My well, I'll bullshit some shit real quick. And my LVP will be Geodude for destroying the boat for no reason. And my MVP will be Totodile for making the big snowman. Aw, cute. All right. I don't have a quote because there were none. I'll give my MVP to Chikorita, I guess, for getting Snorlax the apple with its vine. That was very helpful. Christmas spirity. Uh, the LVP, I'll give it to... I have no idea. Probably the Snorlax snowman, because he's not real, and that sucks. Aw. There you go. I don't have a quote either. Oh, I, I know. I'm going to give it to Togepi when Togepi's, like, trilling with glee when the whirlpool's, like, sucking them in. <laughs> <laughs> because. Typical. Typical, right? Um, My MVP is going to be the 1982 snowman movie because it's so cute and it was a childhood staple and obviously the inspo for this episode um my lvp is going to be the ambient pills for making us take this horrible trip don't take strange pills you find in the snow yeah please don't don't eat the pill snow (laughs) don't eat the weird 
bad. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it wasn't the pills. Maybe it was a bad fermented apples they had earlier and they got drunk on apple wine. Yeah. Call this episode the holiday hangover. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. So that's like two Christmassy episodes. And now we've got like Trouble in Big Town, which is included on this. We talked earlier. This has nothing to do with Christmas. This is like... I don't know, Junkyard Pichu. We've left the Christmas dimension, and now we're in the Pichu Brothers dimension. (laughs) Santa's, like, done drinking, and so Christmas is over. It's all melted. We're back to reality. Honestly, Big City is kind of its own special hell, but we'll get to that. Alex, you ready to summarize? This is a full-length episode, so you get 30 seconds. Oh, I do? Oh, my gosh. That's shocking. Okay, I'm going to try my best. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, so we're in the big city, big town, whatever, and we are back at the Pichu Brothers tire dump, and they get into it when one of them cuts in line to ride on the slide. Some misadventures ensue where they get separated from each other, and Smoocha, Magby, and Wooper have to save little big Pichu, one of them, I can't remember. Wooper's there, Hound Hour's there, um, some Murkrow almost kills Pichu, but a Feraligator saves them, and... Time. I think that's it. I don't know. I kind of don't really remember this too well. Sounded good to me. Thrills a minute in Pichu a minute. City. Yeah, I don't really remember like the first Pichu brother short. Pikachu was there the first time, I think. Right, it was Pikachu and Pichu. This is when they're on top of the building, right? Like they start on top of the skyscraper. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're right. Something like that. But this time we don't get the twerp Pokemon at all, really. This is just the Pichu brothers and their entourage, which... I guess we're in Big City. Is that the name of the city? Yeah, that's the actual name of the place. Yeah. Okay. Which is a capital of business, theater, fashion, and art, where everything is big and bold and wonderful. But also, there's a another infamous part of town where, like, the trash dump is. And that's where we're at, because that's where the, the Pichus, who are rats, live, because they live in the trash. It's a lot like my neighbor's hallway. Yeah, and their their tire <laughs> their tire tower that they're collecting or something. Yeah, so the Pichus live in the dump, and apparently when they get bored, because everybody who's anybody hangs out with the Pichu brothers, and so when the Pichu brothers decide they want to have some fun, they start screaming like banshees all across town, so loud and so horribly that you can hear it for miles. Can you imagine living in a city and just every fucking day it's Pichu! Pichu! All the time. Somebody would have taken care of them a long time ago. (laughs) Right? It's horrible. Where's that lady with the apple orchard? She can come back over here and be like, come join my labor force. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently all these other Pokemon who hang around, they have no lives outside of waiting for the Pichu brothers to just call them to play and hang out. So that group includes Smoochum, Magby, Wooper, and Teddy Ursa. And even, so Smoochum is there. She's like primping in the, with her mirror. Magby's like dumpster diving. I'm not really sure what it's doing. Wooper swimming aimlessly in a giant oil drum full of water. <laughs> what Wooper does. That's what Wooper does. He just swims in circles. And then Teddy Ursa, who's outside of town across a lake. miles away can hear their screaming and he comes running too it sounds like cats mating you know like you can always hear that when that's going on yeah Yeah. like the horrible screeching yeah yeah uh foxes are the worst oh they sound like women screaming like yes they do it's horrible it is a horrible noise 
Anyway, so they call together their little ragtag group, and they start getting into it, and Pichu Little, they're at the top of their, like, trash pile, like, with a PVC pipe at the top, you know, and they're, like, gonna use it to, like, slide down. And Pichu Little cuts in line, and so that results in a big fight, and they start brawling, and chaos ensues. Magby gets pushed, he gets mad, he falls, bonks his head. All of them end up getting shocked, and basically the long story short is Pichu Big ends up comatose on a skateboard and starts careening wildly through the streets. Yes, Austin. Pichu Little is on the skateboard. The narrator misidentifies oh. the Pichus. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. But then later he gets it right. He like fucks it up. He goes back and forth. Okay, so let me get this straight. So Pichu Big is the one with the scruffly hair? Yes. Okay, so Pichu Little is the one with the smooth head. Regular Pichu. Regular Pichu. Is that how you identify them, Big and Little? Yes. Yeah. Okay, they couldn't have done something more easier or better? I don't know. Oh, what would, what do we name them? Arnold and Danny? We had names for them. Arnold and Danny. What the fuck? Yeah, because I thought it was like the twins. Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We had Arnie and Dan. So which one is... Big Arnie is and Arnold. Danny. Yeah, Arnie and Danny. Big so Danny is Arnie. Is, big is Arnie. Okay. So anyway, okay, which one's which? Which one ends up comatose again? Now I'm confused. Danny. All right. Pe- and which is... <laughs> which one's Danny? Confusing. Danny Big? Little. Pichu Little. <laughs> Danny's Danny, little. Danny's little. Okay, so okay. Pichu Little, aka Danny, ends up comatose on a skateboard and starts careening wildly through the streets, almost getting killed at several points by passing cars. Wooper decides to gleefully jump onto like a roller skate and follow him because why not? Love Wooper. So they're almost killed by a tractor trailer, but are saved at the last minute by some unsuspecting Azumarill who's just sitting around in some public park sniffing the flowers or something. It water guns them out of the way and saves their life. Meanwhile, Pichu Little, no, Big? Big. Which one? Big? Big. Okay. Arnie. Arnie is getting into some shit and he comes across a balloon vendor He's no. with little. Wait. Little gets the balloon vendor. Is it little? Oh my god! Fuck, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> we need a flow chart. <laughs> All right, okay. Let, let's turn to the uh, the episode guide on fandom. <laughs> See if maybe okay. that helps. Pichu little. Okay, because this is this is we're still in the same area. They come to, and he's trying to get back to the group, right? Pichu Little's balloon finds the balloon. Yes, Pichu okay. Little. I'm just going to say the opposite of what I have written here. Okay. Pichu <laughs> Little comes across a balloon man with Wooper. And Wooper is like wiggling around on the ground, which is like the cutest thing in the whole world. Pichu grabs the balloons to steal them and ends up like untying all of them and flies away with them. Very up style with the mm. balloons. Okay. Yes. Does that make sense now? Are we are we all on the same page? <laughs> I guess. Yes. Okay. Well, I guess. Is this a reference to the balloon Pikachu from the TCG? I was getting SpongeBob free balloon day vibes, but I mean, I wrote that down too, of course. Yeah. But... Of course. I was getting it vibes. It? Um, with oh, like the sewer. The one red balloon. <laughs> I don't know. He steals this poor guy's livelihood and flies away with it. 
Thankfully, it's National Free Balloon Day. So <laughs> I was yeah. going to say that. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> so the others, though, are try- meanwhile, are trying to frantically find Pichu Little and Whooper. And they come across the skate, the empty skateboard and the skate. And they're like, oh, my God, this is the scene of a tragedy. Their bodies are nowhere to be found. Poor unsuspecting Azumarill gets roped into this search as well. But Teddy Ursa becomes distracted by acorns. And he's like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to go dig up some acorns. And he fucks off. So we don't see him for a while. Eventually, after a while, they do see Pichu flying over the city, clinging onto the balloons for dear life. And this is where shit gets real because he knocks over some paint cans onto the same. I'm, I'm going to assume this is the same hound hour that they terrorized the first time around. That makes that Keep the continuity going. Yeah. Yeah. This poor thing. And just in the wrong place at the wrong time. He gets paint knocked all over him and they get chased through the streets and end up in a canal rushing down yes. the canal. But a alligator ends up seeing them. And at first you think, oh, no, this is this is it for the little group. They're going to get killed. But it ends up saving them. I wish we could celebrate Christmas by alligator eating them. Too bad. Sorry, Austin. Your dreams are deferred. Damn. It ends up smacking them out of the water instead of eating them. But Houndour does die. I don't think we see it after this, actually. I'm pretty sure it does die because it gets crushed to death by a Snorlax. Again. 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 Well, it didn't die if it didn't die the first time. But do we we don't see it again. Not today. Not, not today. today. It comes back, though. I have no idea if it does or not. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. So that's the last we know of that anyway. So Snorlax kills it. Meanwhile, Pichu's still flying around on these fucking balloons. But a Murkrow, who's been, like, following this entire time, starts antagonizing it and popping all the balloons and very nearly makes him fall three feet to the ground to his death by popping them. I'm like, I don't think you're that high up in the air for this to be a problem, but Teddy Ursa's witnessing this. He's the only one around because he was squirreling away his acorns. Yes, Jacob. Let's go back to Murkrow. That is a weird looking Pokemon. What kind of tumor mass is growing in that head to like shape the, like a hat like that? It's a hat. That's weird. Yeah. That's plumage. Plumage. There's some weird birds out there, really. I don't like it. It's weird. Okay. I will, I will note Houndour comes back. In oh. of Meowth and Pokemon, but he's burned to a crisp by Magby. So this poor thing. So he doesn't die, not yet. Yet. Yeah, Murkrow is screwing with Pichu, and Teddy Ursa saves Pichu's life from plummeting to the ground by grabbing Wooper and grabbing him by his antennas and like activating his water gun by like pulling his antennas which I thought was the cutest thing ever, and saves Pichu. Then I think we, we've ended up back at the dump. So we've all reunited back at the trash pile, and they have learned nothing from their whirlwind adventure around town, this harrowing life and death story. They're just back to fighting again over the slide, I guess. Magby is sick of this shit. He pushes Azumarill, who is just minding its own business. He goes all the way to the park, grabs Azumarill, pushes it all the way back to the dump, where it ends up getting shocked and gets pissed. I don't know why Magby thought, like, let me let me bring in Azumarill to, like, mediate. I don't know why. I think Azumarill is supposed to be, like, the older sister figure. I guess right? so. Okay. Maybe. Magby's like, we need, we need a third party, neutral third party or something. A facilitator. A facilitator, because the group is biased or something. So it gets shocked, it gets pissed off, so it starts shooting water guns all over the place. 
Meanwhile, Smoochum gets hit. That, you know, pisses it off because it messes up its hair, which, disgusting. That Smoochum has hair. (laughs) It starts ice beaming all the water. And then, of course, Magby gets bonked on the head or something and gets pissed off. Ultimately, the water gun, ice beam, and flamethrower that are going all over the place ends up making, like, an ice slide wonderland around the dump. Oh, there's ice this episode. It is Christmas. Oh, Christmas magic. There we go. It is a Christmas-themed episode. Okay. This is a stretch of reality, how this works out. But I guess we're in a magical world of, like, elemental creatures, so Well, with with Santa defeated, the Christmas dimension. (laughs) It's up in the air. Who controls Christmas at this point? So the successors out there. They end up making this ice slide playground. Oh my gosh. Wooper, meanwhile, is like reveling in the chaos. He can't get enough of the destruction and carnage. And then we get like a ragtime jam at the end. The end. Yeah, the end. The end. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, all right. That was a, a little trouble in Big Town. That's what they should have called it, right? That would have been a lot better. Yeah. That sounds more like a noir <laughs> episode title. I can't believe the com- fucking confusion over Pichu Little and Pichu Big. I'm still not 100% sure I got it right, but whatever. You did better than the narrator. I guess. Fucking guy messed me up. I know, he messed me up too. I had to like look it up. I didn't think twice about it. I just believed him. Yep, take his word for it. He's supposed to control the episode. I guess you guys may have quotes this episode. I did not. No. It's me, Alex, and then Austin are gonna go. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start it off with my LVP being the narrator. Damn it. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) He screwed us up big time, and we had to correct it. So there you go. Yeah, well-deserved. Well-deserved. I'm going to give my MVP to the Feraligator, because that thing ignored a bunch of instinct not to eat those Pokemon and actually save them. So I like to think that that's Ash's Totodile that's evolved, and this is where he ended up after Ash let him go. (laughs) This is 200 years in the future. (laughs) That's right. Every Pichu episode is like way into the future. And the Feraligator's all washed up and just lives in a sewer. Counting oh my days. gosh. And uh, I think that's it. That's it for me. Okay, I do have a quote. And it's the one thing in the beginning where the narrator says something. And he says, part of playing big is playing with others. So Pichu big and Pichu little always put out a call. It's a call to action. A call to adventure. Everyone who's anyone in this part of town knows the sound of the Pichu brothers' call to action. In fact, they wait for it. They look forward to hearing it. It was so weird. (laughs) It was very weird. The narrator and Santa are like drinking buddies. I don't know what's going on. One's high and one's drunk. So, you know. Oh, okay. One of those. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know. The way that he delivered that line, it was super like ominous at the end when he was like, in fact, they wait for it. They look forward to it because that's all they have. You expected the camera to pan to like a robbery taking place and the Pichu are like calling for the help. I know. Yeah, instead it just pans to them, like, you know, building a slide out of tires, which is not even close to the tone that he was taking with that delivery. Anyway, my MVP clearly is going to be Wooper. Of course. Clearly. No question. It's so cute. I can't even do it justice. That part when he was, like, wiggling on the ground. This is, like, the Wooper in my mind. Like, all the gifts from these episodes, (laughs) it's all this Wooper. (laughs) It's the same Wooper. Yeah. 
this is the ultimate whooper. The fact that he, like, is so cute and he has, like, one brain cell. It's, he's swimming aimlessly in circles in an oil drum when we first see him. (laughs) It's so cute. I can't, I can't describe it. My LVP is going to be Magby for somehow looping in Azumarill at the end for some reason and causing the chaos that I guess, I mean, it does result in the ice slides, but like, why even drag Azumarill into your stupid little like bit? Like his bitty bits. Yeah. All right. My MVP will be, okay, my LVP will be (laughs) (laughs) uh, the Hound Hour because he's always suffering for no reason. (laughs) Poor thing. The only MVP to have here really is Wooper, um, but I can't take that one. So my MVP will be, I don't know. Um, The balloon guy for giving up free balloons. No, he would lose for that one. My MVP will be Pichu Little, a.k.a. What do we call him? Danny? Danny. Danny. Because he got away with thievery. How about that? Okay. Balloon man. Go. That guy lost his livelihood. Mm. I hope he had more balloons than that, but okay. That was his last balloons. He was sleeping on the job. He was sleeping. So That's true. Yeah. Yep. That eviction notice. Yeah. Maybe it's because he had to work like a triple shift to support his family because his triple wife triple shift sick. selling balloons. Yeah. And no, he no, I know he was what selling happened. balloons at two in the morning. No, I know why. I know why he's passed out. I know why. why he can't afford a helium tank to blow him up, so he has to blow him up himself. Oh, so and he's a- like got he's got like epoxia and like yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> so he's sitting there just barely barely hanging on, <laughs> barely hanging on. These balloons get stolen. Poor guy. That guy's you know the what? MVP. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give yeah. He he's the real MVP because he's working <laughs> a fucking triple shift to support his family. <laughs> He got epoxia. And he got epoxia and uh, is just trying to make ends meet to care for his, like, sick wife and his struggling children. And he's also having to, like, (laughs) take in his uncle. It's like a fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. His car broke down because it was missing tires. The Pichu stole his tires. Oh, yeah. He stole his tires. (laughs) He can't get to work. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And his plumbing's gone to shit because the Pichu stole the Pichu. stole his (laughs) I know what my fan fiction's going to be, y'all. The downfall of this poor balloon man. <laughs> oh, we made it fun in the end. We got our we got there. We got there. I need a resolution for this poor man. Okay, I have to think about it. I'm going to write this story, I swear. Oh my god. This is his villain origin story when he becomes like the balloon man of Big Town because Oh god, he's Pennywise. And he got his little kid a skateboard for Christmas. And they (laughs) also stole it. They stole the skateboard. Oh my god. Pichu Little specifically targeted this man because he knew he would have something (laughs) for him to steal. Oh Oh my god. This poor guy. We got Jacob good. Yeah, that was funny. I just... (laughs) Oh man, I feel bad for that guy. Luckily it's not Christmas. I guess. I don't know. Thank God. It's not. All his balloon (laughs) stock is stolen. So his manager cuts it out of his pay and he has to pay out of his own pocket to replace the balloons. There we go. All right. What's, uh, I guess that's it for this Christmas special. All right. (laughs) Uh, Tune in next year where we have to actually, I don't know what we're going to do. So that's going to be fun. Did you ever think you would miss the twerps and T-Rocket? Because I do. Yeah, I kind of do. Our next two episodes are a ghost of a chance. And from ghost to ghost. Oh, I wonder what that's all going to be about. 
Well, it's time for us to make like those ghosts and ghost the audience. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Getting out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy holidays from all of us, of course. If you listen to this whole thing, thank you. That is truly a gift. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any thoughts you want to close out with? Um, Just want to say happy holidays to all of our listeners. Be careful out there. <laughs> Be somebody don't stow your balloons. Be careful out there. Keep a firm hand on your balloon bunch because you never know. Yeah, look out for epoxia blowing them up. I'll miss you, Christmas. Aw, R.I.P. Yeah. Christmas. We have 365 days to plan the next Christmas special, so wish us luck. I already know what our next one's going to be. Don't worry. Okay, well, we'll oh. talk about it later. Talk about it later. All right. Am I re- you ready for me to close this out here? Bye. Yeah, I think All right. So. Once again, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And we'd like to say thank you all for listening. Uh, please leave us a five-star rating if you get the chance. Uh, write us in, too. You can email us at outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. That's out of the drawing pan at gmail.com. It's always fun to hear from you all. We have an X account. Uh, it is out of the dry, out of drying pan. Right? It's been a minute since I've said that. That is the handle, out of drying pan. We also have an Instagram that's got some stuff posted over there if you want a quick laugh. It's out of the drying pan is the name over there, out of the drying pan. We also have a Patreon if you want to support us. If not, that's okay. But if you want to, you can find a link. Link. You can find a link in the description of the podcast. So check that out if you're feeling nice want to help us out. And I guess that's it for this episode. And uh, we'd love for you all to join us next time as this journey continues. Be true, be true, fun's Of course there are days things don't go right. Even the best of buddies sometimes fight And that's when they turn the whole world upside down Rows like these can't stay mad for long In no time they're back where they belong Side by side it's Pichu and Pichu Ah, you won't see one without the other These perfect pals stick brother to brother Side by side, it's Pichu and Pichu Oh yeah, side by side, it's Pichu and Pichu Pichu, 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 Pich